Hello and welcome back to the Brain BS Podcast. This is Maureen Kafkis, the Brain BS Coach, and I'm here to tell you about day five, six, and seven of being on the road for my two-week road trip. First of all, I just want to say I can't believe I only left one week ago. I feel like I've been on the road for the last year, (laughs) and I have a whole system. We're totally organized, and it's kind of cool how that happens, isn't it, when you get in different situations? And you figure out how to do things and you get a way of doing them. But then life changes, right? And then all of a sudden that way doesn't work anymore. That's what's going to happen when we hit Santa Barbara because the dogs have been sleeping with me in the beds. That's for sure not going to happen when we arrive there. My husband will have none of that. So anyway, it is Monday morning. I am at the, I'm going to tell you where I'm at now. I'm not mentioning the names of my hotels until I'm leaving um, for safety and to accommodate my husband so he doesn't worry about me. I'm leaving the National Hotel this morning in um, Oklahoma City, downtown. What an awesome hotel. It is so cool. I love it. The restaurant in the lobby was great. Um, But before I tell you about Oklahoma City, I want to go back because I haven't talked to you for a few days. So these are days five, six, and seven. So this is when I was in Fayetteville. And Fayetteville was a lot of fun. My sister's family lives there, so I got to see my nephews and um, Matt and Breen and their significant others, Jen and Lindsay, and we had so much fun. And we ate and drank and hung out with the dogs and went to nice restaurants, and it was really fun. I haven't seen um, my sister Peggy's family for quite some time, so she ended up leaving to go take care of her other son's dogs, but Breen and Matt were around, so I hung out with them in Fayetteville, and we had a, a great time. It was a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, and really we reconnected our families again because Breen and I used to live in Chicago at the same time, and we got really close, and it kind of brought our family closer together again, and then he ended up moving away, and I moved away, and we both got married, and now we're um, reconnecting again, so it's pretty cool. Um, I had a great time, and what I wanted, what I was talking about the other night that I wanted to bring up was that when um, Matt and Jen left, and I was at the hotel by myself, I took the dogs outside to go potty one last time, and there was an Uber out front. And then I see this guy get out of the car and he's got this girl and she's not a tiny girl, but she's not a huge girl either, but she's substantial. He has her thrown over his shoulder and she has long hair and her hair is hitting the floor and she's so drunk, she can't even stand up. She's passed out on him. And I was just like, oh, my God, as a woman who grew up as a party animal when I was younger, I never recall ever being in a state like this woman was. But I had nothing but compassion and empathy for her and him because he looked like he was dying trying to hold her. He was like panting and breathing and struggling. So Ginger and Basil and I happened to be in the perfect place at the perfect time so that we could help him. And then I use my occupational therapy skills for how I hold up people who can't walk, who are maxicists, or who have different deficits, and showed him how to do that so it was a lot easier. And we um, took him to the, we went to the room with him. And Bob, of course, was like when I told him that I went to somebody else's room, he was ready to kill me. But here's the thing, 
I know when I can go to someone else's room. I know when I can trust my intuition and I know when I can't. And that is one of the biggest things that I learned from doing this work. Nobody else is going to tell me that I shouldn't do something that my intuition is telling me to do. That guy was in a jam. He was dying trying to hold that girl up. She could have fallen. If he dropped her, she could have fallen and hit her head and something really bad could happen to her. So there was no question in my mind and my safety was not, I didn't feel like my safety was going to be compromised. Nothing. I felt totally fine about all of it. So um, I helped her get to the room and then we got her on the bed and I said, are you sure she's okay? I mean, is she so intoxicated you should be calling for help? And he said, sadly, she does this pretty much every weekend. And I was like, oh, wow. That is so, it is so um, sad how many girls do this on college campuses, get so drunk and then you think about their safety. Of course, I didn't go to college till I was older, but I was doing my own share of stuff when I wasn't on campuses. And when I think about how much danger we put ourselves in, especially with the way the world is today. Oh, I don't know. It just really resonated with me. It reminded me too of a trip that we took years ago when my stepdaughter Alexis lived in Brooklyn and we went to visit. We were going to meet her and her boyfriend at the time for dinner, Bob and I, and we saw this girl walking down the street of Brooklyn, literally swaying 10 feet from side to side completely out of her mind hammered and I knew instantly then too that there was no way I was leaving this girl that I was going to figure out how to help her we got her phone we got the numbers on the phone and we called them and here it turns out this girl she got on she got into a cab going in the wrong direction or a train or bus or something she wasn't even in the right borough um I think that's what they call them there she was completely away from where she should have been. So I ended up reconnecting her with the group that she was with. Sorry, I had to take a sip of coffee. Um, reconnecting her with the group that she was with and getting her um, home safely. And it felt really good. So I just want to, I wanted to talk about this on the podcast because if you come across this situation, don't just turn your head and say, oh, look at her. She's so drunk and be judgmental and critical and just, you know, leave her there. If you, I'm not saying it's your responsibility. I'm saying if your intuition is telling you to help her and anybody else for that matter, listen to it. Like sometimes I want to give homeless people money, but my mind gets going about, well, this person might get mad if I do that because they'll think I'm enabling or this might happen or this would like whatever. If you are inclined to help someone and you have the desire to do it, just do it. Just do it. If your intuition is guiding you. So that means if your intuition is guiding you, that means your inner authority is totally on board and you are not at risk. You're not doing anything unsafe. You're taking care of yourself. You know by listening to your body how to make decisions. That's what all my work is about. That's like one of the biggest parts of the Mastering Brain BS for Success course is helping you to learn how to trust yourself and, and to get the validation you need and everything you need from yourself or you think you need from other people to get it from yourself. And it's possible, it's accessible to you and I know because I've done it. I'm doing it, it's a practice. It's not something you just do one and done. 
So anyway, enough about that. Um, she got into the room safely. It was kind of interesting, though, um, as energy will have it in the universe. When I was walking out of the room, they were only two doors down from me in the hotel. I saw her, and I was just like, and she literally, she has no idea who I was. She doesn't remember that I helped her get to the room and and help get her into the bed. And I kind of, you know, I didn't even want to see the guy. I mean, as far as I know, he could have been him or two, but I don't know if he would have remembered me or not. But I was just kind of like, uh, I think I'll just, I'm not going to go up and say, so how you doing? <laughs> um, I could see that she looked, she looked fine. Um, but I, that, that also made me think of something else. Think of all the people that have helped you in your life that you're not even aware helped you. Isn't that kind of crazy when you think about it? Like she has no idea that I did that. And it doesn't matter because I don't need her to know. I don't need her to say thank you or express any sort of gratitude for it because I listen to my intuition in a moment. It feels good. It feels correct. And I, I feel I'm glad that I did it. I'm grateful that I did it. But it also makes me think like of times that I was drunk or times that maybe I was in so much distress and anxiety over something because, you know, you can get really preoccupied when you get in that state. And if I was in that kind of state where people were helping me and doing things behind the scenes in my favor that I might have even thought they were working against me because my brain BS, like this is this is legit people. This happens all the time. We think people are doing things to us that then they're not. We blame other people for things and they have nothing to do with it. And sometimes those people are even trying to help us and we don't see it. So why don't you think about that too? Like think of a time in your life where you were incapacitated or you weren't at your best or you were really struggling. And think of some of the judgments that you had of other people then. And really question, you know, were those true? You probably thought they were factual, um, but I'm willing to bet that they're not. In fact, thoughts aren't factual. Thoughts are just thoughts. They become beliefs when we have them over and over again. But that's something to ponder too. So, all right. So I got up the next day in Fayetteville. And I, you know, of course I was like, oh my gosh, it's going to be so crazy here. It's a Razorback weekend. Um, oh my God, Ginger and Basil watching the football game, the Arkansas football game outside at this like beer garden. And and getting lunch there and hanging out there all day. My dogs are the best troopers in the entire planet. They're amazing. Um, and it was nice because we were outside. But then it started to get crowded and everything, so I had to get them out of there. But So the next day I was like, oh, my gosh, like everyone's going to want the cart to get out of the hotel. It's going to be so busy and crazy and chaotic. I hope I can get out of here. And, of course, there was three carts down there completely open. It was you know, bustling, but it wasn't that crazy or chaotic. And I got out of town just fine. It's over and over, I'm becoming aware that I have this this um, anticipatory anxiety about something being more chaotic than it's going to be. And I for sure got that from my dad, for sure, especially when it comes to driving and going places. But the beauty of this trip is, is I'm stopping, I'm, I'm stopping, um, believing those thoughts because I'm seeing it so frequently and over and over and it's like oh yeah no that wasn't true again nope more brain bs oh here comes some more so um today I'm heading to Amarillo and uh, a little place outside of the 
the town this day with a coach that I um, met in online, but never in person. So that should be fun and exciting too. Looking forward to that. Again, 100% my intuition told me to do it. There's no fears of safeties or worries about what it will be like. How will we, like what if it's awkward or what if it's uncomfortable? Like none of that. When I follow my intuition, I mean, if it if it did get like that, then that's what that's what I needed in the moment. So, because this is definitely where I'm going, and I don't really have any concerns about um, going here. I did about what the hotel would be like this morning because I was like, well, sure. And of course, I thought traffic in Oklahoma City. How big is this city? It's going to be crazy, and it's not. Um, actually, it's the quietest, bigger type city I've ever seen in my life. I thought that was because it was Sunday, but here it is Monday. And of course, last night I'm like, oh, but it's going to be so much busier tomorrow. Monday morning in a city. Oh my gosh, it's going to be like people, all the business people. And and there's no one down here. It's so quiet. But it's like over and over again. That's why I'm telling you, I'm not even listening to it anymore because it's total bullshit. I try to make things a problem that aren't. And I'm sure I'm doing this in other areas of my life where I'm not even realizing it. I actually just had something come up with where I might be doing that, but I'm not prepared to share that on this podcast episode. So, yeah, so Arkansas, Fayetteville is a really cute town. It was fun. I walked around a lot. We walked around on Saturday all over the campus, got like a ton of exercise and walking, got a real taste of the city. It was fun to be there on a college game day. Um, their team got whooped like big time. They do this whole suey, this whole thing. They only scored one touchdown in that game, and I heard it at the very end of the game, um, and that was the only time I heard it. But oh, okay, I I just have to bring this up because I, you know, I'm a Big Ten um, football follower. I'm a Ohio State Buckeye fan, and we don't get really dressed up to go to the football games. Never have. Like when I went down there and would go to the games when my brother was in school there and young, we wore jeans, Ohio State shirts, whatever. Like it was super cash, laid back, down to earth. These girls in the SEC conference, from what I understand, talking to my nephews and other people, they get dolled up like they are going out to freaking nightclubs. They wear skirts that are so short, I don't even know how they're going to be able to sit down. And I'm not talking about like whether they're suggestive or not, because believe me, like you could see some of their butts. That's how far up they were. This has nothing to do with, um, you know, asking for trouble or anything like that. This is not why I'm bringing this up. I'm literally bringing it up because it's like how in high heels. I'm like, how can they even walk and sit? And, and you can see them pulling down their skirt like every two feet that they're walking. Can you imagine how comfortable that would be? all day long <laughs> just like no way i mean they are decked out super dressed up and and my um my nephew's wife said that even when you're older that you have to you and you don't dress like that but you like have to make sure that you're decked out like you if you're going to a game better look good and not have something that you had on the week before and i just thought it was so interesting and funny i just wanted to bring that up um different cultures you know, I just love it, though. I love experiencing this part of the country because I've never been here before. Arkansas was great. Oklahoma was a short stay, but I love Oklahoma City. I would definitely come back here. Um, I probably want to check out some other areas because as much as I love this hotel, and I really do, we had so much fun at dinner in the lobby last night. Ginger and Basil 
are like rock stars. I actually considered leaving them in the room so they, you know, because they were tired or whatever. It's so much more fun when they're with me, though, because we talk to everybody. It was really fun. Um, Basil's still not eating quite as much as I would like, but he's okay. I know he's like kind of, he's pacing himself. He, he wants his yard back and outdoor space and he'll get that soon enough. And where we're going next, there's plenty of outdoor space so we can be outside more and longer and maybe he'll feel a little bit more comfortable eating. And Ginger... Yeah, Ginger's eaten, which is unusual because it's usually Papa. But I gotta say, my these dogs love being in the bed. It's hilarious. They love being in the bed. They'll stay in this bed forever. Um. Okay, so let me see. Was there any other brain BS I want to talk about? I don't think so. I walked around and checked out the uh, Oklahoma City bombing memorial, which was um, moving and... You know, I, I want to look that up because I don't even remember the details of all that way back when. And then we walked to the Botanic Gardens. That was beautiful. But literally every two feet, I was apologizing because I was getting into somebody's picture with Ginger and Basil. Because I guess this time of year is very popular and there's nobody in downtown Oklahoma City. So people are in the middle of the streets getting their pictures taken um, because there's no cars. There's nothing. It's crazy how quiet it is here. Um, I did see a guy last night, though, and he said that it's still kind of relatively new, the whole um, idea in the hotel that I'm staying in and stuff. And it came kind of when Oklahoma um, City Thunder basketball team came into town, I think. So it's kind of not the norm where I'm at in Oklahoma. I think it's uh, most of it's more rural and um, a little bit different than here. But it's been great. I enjoyed it. I loved walking around. Beautiful weather. Got beautiful weather every single day of this trip, except the one day um, when I was in Edgemont. But I think that's all I got for you guys. I am going to head out. I'm really excited to get back to my work when I get into Santa Barbara and I can't believe I'm staying there and I don't have a plane ticket to go home and I get to really sink myself in into the community and start getting involved in doing in-person events and really spreading the word on what I'm doing. I talked to my nephew and his wife the other night and it was so inspiring for me because it made me realize how much I have to offer and how much I can help people and I just have to figure out the message to use and the way to do it to get people on board because it's it works. This shit works and I am a testament to it being on this trip and doing what I'm doing. So I will see you guys in Amarillo, Texas. Um, bye.